hope you all like Uncool, the way too deep dive about the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Moran. Pumpkin-tini! That's if uh, James Kennedy uh, had a tagline, I guess, on a Halloween-themed episode of Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> I hope you two have spooky taglines, too. Uh... Uh, sure, uh, get ready to be uh-oh. scared. Actually, mine is kind of scary. Elizabeth, let me up. <laughs> we are also joined by my lovely sister, Miss Julia Baker. I'm head over heels in love, just waiting on the person to be in love with. Oh. Is that, whose point of view is that from? Lindsay. Oh, yes. And what's scary is that it's Austin. I also picked a tagline for a Bravo Liberty this week, but you guys will not be able to pick out who it is. And don't hate the uh, player, hate the game, but heads up, I'm also cheating at the game. <laughs> hmm. Is that a one, Michael Darby? Yes. Uh, hey, it could have also been Brock. <laughs> yes. Oh. We, this week, did a poll on our Instagram, who was the cringiest husband, and we had G, Michael Darby, Dewey, and Seth. I didn't realize until I put their pictures together, they are all from just two franchises. They duked it out, Potomac won, and then in the end, Michael Darby with a huge huge lead so michael darby continues to hold true as the grossest husband seth is uh seth's creeping up though literally. i feel like seth is a bigger contender julia i looked at the votes you and i were the only people who voted for salt lake city well jenny's husband what's his name dewey dewey i cannot stand right now how dare Dewey? I honestly think he's serious. And he waited for cameras to be rolling to propose this. I think he's serious too. I hate him. Also, I mean, Seth referring to a beautiful view as Mother Nature's cleavage. There is nothing grosser. Okay, we have to we have to get started. Okay, yeah, are you guys I ready have for? A lot to say about him. I yeah, know we gotta say Michael and G's little tongue rolling child's play there were a shocking amount of pictures of michael with his tongue out yeah like more than there weren't okay we gotta get started so then we can get into our dewey slander uh beverly hills yes we usually take notes during our shows alex did you take notes for beverly hills no and not because i was so uh drawn into the the program that i just couldn't take my eyes off and write a note i just there was Nothing worth taking a note on that I didn't predict was going to happen in this episode and that uh, I needed to remember. But uh, you two took notes? Julia, how many notes did you take? I took two notes. I also took two notes. However, one of the notes did not even happen on Beverly Hills. Oh. (laughs) My first little thought is, oh my God, Beverly Hills is so boring. And I have always said this. I don't get why Beverly Hills is like the gateway drug into Bravoverse. It's always Beverly Hills and people always watch Below, Below Dick Mediterranean, a show we do not cover because you guys cannot I, handle my accents. I love Below Dick Um. Oh my gosh, if we cover it, I'm doing everybody's. <laughs> you need to get your hands on the first three seasons of Beverly Hills though, and then you will know why. That's it what I hear. That's the thing, off. Elizabeth. There's so many years. I don't like it. No, they're No, they're riding off the glory that was honestly Kim Richards and they need her back. Okay. 
Um, by the way, I think that they have nothing for part four on account of the big like thing that they teased us with was a line they already showed in part three. I know. I was kind Did of... Did you notice that? Yeah. I was feeling a little bit betrayed by that. Also, in part three, I feel like we just watched the same Kathy Kyle thing that we watched in part two. Am I wrong? Like, we maybe literally like did. Maybe a couple more things added. I feel like... What you missed last time was a solid first 20 minutes of this reunion. Twas very Bachelor editing. Yeah. Yes. I, well, they're milking it. It's a ratings thing. They're milking it. They know people are going to watch this reunion specifically. So why not milk it for what it's worth and like make four parts of it? They know they're going to get good ratings on all of them. And then he's giving Erica a question every single time but we act here yeah you can say yours but i have something big and i'm gonna say that's really stupid but it's so good okay say your stupid thing now alex we know why they're milking it because they had to transition into the amazing tiktok commercial i had where kyle and mauricio were making pancake cereal it was like a minute and a half long and it was way more interesting than that whole reunion did you guys not get that tiktok commercial with them in it no. no, it was. Oh, I did get the TikTok commercial with Kyle, and they're in the kitchen, and she's like explaining TikTok to Mauricio, and he's like, "I just don't get it." Oh gosh, Kyle's getting paid. <laughs> oh, I missed it. And then I thought, I could see the Hi- Halloween Kyle's. She's pretty good in this TikTok commercial. Um. <laughs> okay, Julia, take it away with your actual note. Okay, my actual note is Erica gets top billing for this season. And she is the hottest commodity. And if you think that she might be on the chopping block or if you think they don't respect her for getting these ratings, you need to be wrong. Because for some reason, when we were going into the Crystal segment, Andy really needed Erica to approve of Crystal. Mm. Did any of you? There's, there's Either a He's guy. like, you liked her. You liked her, right? You liked her. Erica, you don't warm up to anybody. You liked Crystal, right? You liked Crystal, right? And that is my impression of Andy Cohen in that moment. It was really interesting. The whole vibe on the stage, it doesn't feel like a reunion. I don't know. Like, the power dynamics are so weird. Like, maybe it's like what you're saying, Julia. It's just, it's so clear that Erica is holding all the cards. She's holding court. Well, it's like when you're in a, with a group of friends and it's just like idle chit chat until you're like, all right, now back to the reason why we're here. Like none of it feels like real or like necessary unless like they're actually talking about the Erica stuff. Mm-hmm. So like when we talked about like crystals, like how this is crystals big first season, it all just felt like weird and supplementary. Like I didn't really care. <laughs> like. I don't know. Yeah. It's also weird that, like, they made a big deal out of, like, Crystal having a great season on this show. You, I think I've made it clear that I don't think she had a great showing, but... Yeah, she didn't give us much. So, something happened this week in the world of Beverly Hills. On Thursday, Dorit was held at gunpoint for 20 minutes and was robbed. And that happened the day after this episode aired, right? Or the day of... And they, when she announced how much money of clothes she has, in and her also house. they made several jokes about Rena being robbed and who's going to be robbed next, and Kyle being robbed. It was yeah. so weird, and like, there's no way that was like an editing thing, because no. it was like happening in real time. I just thought it was like very like spooky Halloween. Yeah, no, but she does show her catalog of items to us daily that she pays full price for. 
I assume she mm-hmm. was borrowing all of that. How on earth is she affording all it? Retail. But that was my mm-hmm. second note is all those clothes are gone. Like they stole them? Yeah, it's all gone. All of her things are they gone. They took all of her jewelry and all of her handbags, too. Yeah, but there's that no was, way like, they didn't take her Louis Vuitton jacket. Oh, totally. Anything that they can hold. Yeah, it's gone. Her dress is like the actress, the reunion, the dress. The pearl. It's gone. Oh, why? Well, I was going to bring it up anyway, but also another reason I brought it up was because the next day, who came to console her? Oh, Erica. Erica. And Erica they were filming did. already. Erica, Rinna, Eric- and one more person I can't remember. It wasn't like Kyla would have come. Well, Erica like needs some clothes right now, so maybe it was Erica. <laughs> <laughs> so they came to comfort her, and Dorit doesn't know if she'll continue filming because she's so traumatized. Oh, she'll be back. If anything, she needs that paycheck to buy damn clothes. Yeah. So poor Dorit, happy that she didn't get I attacked. I mean, if Kim K can come back, so can Dorit. You know what I heard happened to Dorit's clothes, though? Huh. I heard someone drove them off a cliff. <laughs> oh my gosh, and they rolled five times. Oh boy. Uh, Potomac? Please. Can we start off Potomac with some uh, G slander? Sure. All right. First point. G is being so rude to Mia's mom. We are made to believe that Mia's mom has not been in Mia's life, has never watched the kids overnight. They go on a vacation for multiple days, come back, immediately turn around, go on a staycation. That's a lot. She calls Mia because she's feeling overwhelmed. He answers the phone and then like yells at her. What the hell? And then Mia totally backs him up. Also, like they're your kids and you wouldn't want to know like what was going on. Where like his whole thing is like, I don't want any calls about my kids on our trip. Yeah, it's not work. It's your children. They are his work. He is the stay-at-home dad. <laughs> In his defense. He's a chiropractor. <laughs> oh, a physician. Excuse me. Dude. No, she took over the chiropractic franchises from him. He's just a stay-at-home G. Oh, that's right. I watched her stack those uh, brochures. Mm-hmm. By the way, the physician joke was Dewey. Uh, also, a chiropractor called himself a physician. Chiropractors were absolutely not physicians. Mm-hmm. Rounding up. She's <laughs> um, a stay-at-home dad and a stay-in-the-home guy. Because he gets yes. too chilly outside. What did we think of Wendy's luxury home line candle shoot with her mom? That they just had a it's, full it's, on fight in front of everybody. That she instigated. Wendy really wanted to like dredge up conflict from last season that we had all been happy to put to bed. I did not yes. need the deja vu. I think I'm going to be team Robin and Giselle right now and say that like, this scene was the perfect example of how much Wendy has changed. Because remember her interactions with her mom last season, though? It was like the same thing they were arguing about. But Wendy had a much different attitude and was taking it much more seriously. And this time it's very flippant and very housewifey and very like, okay, like what? Like it just feels like you're saying, like she's just trying to dredge up drama for the sake of the mm-hmm. camera. They were literally taking pictures as they spoke. And I was thinking, oh, she's going to look at those photos now, her promotional photos, instead of feeling like, what a cool day. That was really the start of something. She's going to remember this fight. And who else is going to think that? Me, when I go on that website and I see her in her little pink outfit. Yeah, it was weird that she had her home essential line, which is supposed to bring like positivity and warmth into your home. We're all going to associate it now with her being a bitch to her mom at a photo shoot. It's literally a candle. It is literally warmth. 
One wick. It's not three wicks. It didn't represent her mom, she, and her daughter. It's just <gasps> one wick. And windy. that one wick is windy. Mm. Windy the wick. Zin, win, wick, windy. The wicked wick of the West. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say one thing. Um, you know what uh, kind of day you don't want it to be when you put your candle out? A windy day. <gasps> oh! <gasps> Alex, I didn't even... Yeah, windy should not have started a candle line. The genius behind the three-wick candle, Karen Huger, definitely had a harder time with her invite to her 25th wedding anniversary. Marriage. Her new marriage. Her new marriage to Old Ray. And I knew that the butterflies were coming when she gave everyone the warning. If you could kindly figure out how to open your invitations outside, that would be great. It would be very important to Ray. And we know oh, that no. Karen doesn't give two shits about whether these butterflies live or die. But Ray is shaking in his boots over the life and well-being of these butterflies and would really rather they live. I would do anything to see that conversation televised. But Karen, they're going to die. die. They no. can open them outside. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell them it's important to you. Do you think Ray, like, cared for those butterflies for a while before, like, packaging them up? Like, he got to know them intimately. He raised them. Um, Julia, can we call upon your expertise with what amazing thing you found out this episode? Oh, Ashley, the queen of shade, our favorite housewife. What she did to her husband, Michael on camera is shocking and he deserves everything he gets. She decides to sex him up the first time in months, the first time since baby Dylan had <laughs> reared his little head through her vagine. She is welcoming Michael into a hotel room located at the Watergate Hotel. Before you keep going, I just want to say, I want to throw another thing in there, very important to say. What better place to get the floodgates open than Watergate itself? <laughs> so this particular complex owned by the company Michael Darby was president of. So he purchased this Watergate complex. He stripped it of all of its wares. Even the toilets were removed. And he then ran out of funding. Watergate was a shell. He could not fund it. They ended up putting it up for auction where 11 of the biggest and finest hotel tours were there to bid. Not a single soul bid on this hotel. And it went to foreclosure. So not only can Michael not handle his own business ventures, as we know, his Oz restaurant did not do well. He also makes it so vile, no one even wants to pick up the pieces. But thank goodness somebody got it for a steal eventually, put the toilets back in, and that is where Ashley decided to welcome Michael into her bed, is his big failing. That was ballsy. I thought that he still owned it, and it was an advertising for him. No. I totally misunderstood what that was. Holy he shit. He used to own it. I think she knows he has a humiliation fetish. That's why she did this. He was so he unhappy. He was so into this whole thing. And we've seen her go sexy time on him before, and he can play it up a little bit. 
it was funny when you sent this article to us in our like text thread because it's really like weird seeing like Michael Darby's name mentioned in the article with like no reference to like housewives at all, just as like a human. This article is yeah. from 2009. Yeah. Do you think if it came out now, it'd say according to Real Housewife of Potomac's Michael Darby? <laughs> Do you think it would say that now? Yes. <laughs> according to known human lizard Michael Darby, <laughs> Salt Lake City. <laughs> Okay, we started with hating on G. It is only time to start hating on Dewey. Um, before we do though, I just want to point out uh polygamy is not legal anywhere. It is just no longer considered a felony in Utah, but it is still considered an infraction, which is just like running a red light, but still it's not like okay in the eyes of the law. Also, Alex, you have a Catholic upbringing. What do you think? Catholics would say about multiple wives. They'd say not allowed, and also um, we don't allow uh, you to even think that ghosts are real either. Those are the two things I know about Catholicism: is you can't believe in ghosts <laughs> or uh, multiple wives. Alex really paid attention to catechism. You could tell. You know, I also like you to uh, believe that Dewey. This, these are his honest opinions. I like believe that now. All it took was him crying. Him getting Dewey-eyed. Oh my God. I have to say, at first, I was going back and forth. I'm like, no, this is so crazy. What rational person would put this on TV? There is no way that this is actually real. Until he said, I had a hole in my heart from my daughter dying. I need a sister, wife, and more children. And then Jenny has the most logical response. I think that you need professional help from a psychiatrist if you really feel like there's a hole in your heart. To which he responds, I don't need that. There's nothing wrong with me. Ah. I think it's time for the doctor to get in the patient chair. Oh, yeah. don't you think it's weird that a lot of this, a lot of like the sister wife thing too, is like his jealousy over his patients having sister wives? Oh, <laughs> like I have patients every day that talk about their sister wives. Yeah, I need my eyes on the man with 40 kids who's happy and is able to put his kids through college. Yeah, all Who 40 is of this them? man? Because I am mm-hmm. a day one, episode one, sister wife aficionado, and Cody Brown and co. do not have 40 children, and they struggle financially, even with a mass TLC following and paycheck. Salt Lake City is getting more and more TLC. We started off with Mary, and now we got this Sister Wives stuff. Yeah, but we're getting the Sister Wives stuff from such an unlikely place. Who thought we were going to get it from the Catholic chiropractor? Not I. (laughs) (laughs) He cracks that stereotype. Are we any more Dewey thoughts, or can I move on to Slimy Seth Corner? Slimy Seth Corner. Julie already uh, mentioned it. Seth refers to mountains as Mother Nature's breasts <laughs> and proceeds to describe how he would love to wake up and motorboat Mother Nature. Alex, <laughs> do you have a direct quote for us? No. Yes, I have a couple. Because <laughs> we can't talk about this and not just word for word say what he said. For, he enters the scene saying, better late than ugly, which is, <laughs> you know, just a cringe thing to say. This is like the least inappropriate thing he says, and it's very cringe. Um... So Elizabeth has left. I ran to the bathroom for this strictly auditory medium to show Alex my makeup bag, which reads, better late than ugly. (laughs) Seth has the same makeup bag. And it says, quote, Seth. (laughs) (laughs) Seth Seth Marks. The thing to understand about why it's cringe, though, it's it's Seth saying it. It's Seth walking (laughs) into a room and saying it. It's cringe because of him. Everything he says is cringe because of him. And then there's... 
the Mother's Nature cleavage thing where he wants to motorboat Mother Nature. I will jump on stress grenades all day for you. Naked. What is he doing? What? When he orders his drink from the waiter, he says, makes the lock easy to undo if you know what I mean. Is he talking about Meredith, like her, him, like being all creepy on Meredith again? Chastity belt to the server, who's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I'm gonna spit in your teeth. And Meredith says, like, we're getting along so much better now. It's because like we have all these new communication techniques, and our Seth's communication techniques just being like lewd and like weird. Like, why is this the thing that's working? He was like this season one, though. Remember when we first met him, and they were at that weird dinner. And they got one drink, and they talked about that. And remember how creepy he was then? Mm-hmm. That was late in the season, and that is when things started working out for them again. Remember? That's like when the relationship was like good again, was when he started acting how this way. How did she have children with this man? She visibly hates him so much. Ah, uh, just another word-for-word word thing he said. Elegant chicness and hot as fuckness. <sighs> I know. He's exhausting. But Meredith is so high, dare I say it. That she can barely open her mouth. It is tilting to the side. A 22-year-old child. I need to do a good Meredith. Hopefully by the end of the season. I have a confession to make. And this confession for someone who did not like her all last season, Lisa Barlow, is in my top three. She's up there with Ashley. She's part... It's Ashley Amanda I love from her. Summer House. Yeah, she Lisa. definitely won us in the reunion, though, right? I think we started kind of being Team Lisa like, when they had that goofy, like, ride around the racetrack episode. Oh, yeah. Like, that's like when, <laughs> that's when she won us over, I think. When she went so slow. <laughs> but she was so cocky about it. But yeah, she just, like, registers as the most real to me of the group. This is the quote to go in history as the best housewife quote of all time. Oh my God. I forgive and forget. And sometimes that means I forget you. So good. Oh yeah. I wrote that down too. That is one of the best lines I've ever heard in any show. In any show scripted or otherwise. She had some excellent zingers with Mary too. And she took Mary's craziness very well. Do you think Mary just had to like pee and had been sitting in a car for 60 minutes times two and was just pissy? I think Mary's aware that people call her crazy. So whenever someone like questions her, she gets really defensive about it. But this is where we get another amazing Lisa Barlow line. And that is, Mary, you're not an MD. I'm going to Google it. So did did you all Google if seltzer water hardens your ovaries? (laughs) No, because because that's insane. No, but I did. And like, though she's not right, she's correct adjacent. And that is so if she's you're wrong. <laughs> if you're drinking <laughs> soda daily, you're 25% less likely to conceive than someone who's not drinking that sugary carbonated beverage. But that's not sparkling water. No. See, correct adjacent. I'd say she's correct adjacent's next door neighbor. It's like the equivalent of like a guy that like loves taking baths, like trying to conceive. Yeah. And, Which we'll get into and later. And doing a lot of mushrooms oh and smoking weed all the time. Oh, yeah. Being shocked that that's not going to help him out. It was a big week for ovaries. It was. So do we think that Mary is just like also spending so much time with Robert Sr.? And I bet he does that shit to her all the time when she says stuff. He's like, that's not true. So do you think that just triggered that within her? She was not a good housewife this episode. She didn't play. Uh, she forgave, though. But she like does her own thing too much. And that was the problem. 
Yeah, they but I can't. Don't... I can't look away, yeah. Elizabeth. I'm sorry. I, I love can't, her. I can't. I can't. I don't either. like it. Um, who I'm not liking though is I'm not liking Angie. Oh my god, I fucking hate her. I read on the interbets that um Jenny and Angie were both up for uh, you know the duke and it out of friend of mm-hmm. and housewife and Jenny's crazy ass storyline pushed her over the edge mm-hmm. into housewife territory. She's also likable. Yeah, okay. Jenny is funny. Also, I love her voice. Like I could listen to her read an audiobook. I love uh, her voice. Yeah, Angie's horrible and I remember Angie being a part of the weird storm the capital stuff. Am I wrong? I think it was Sarah. No, but it was buddies. her friend. It was the other friend. Oh. I mean, just saying. So, yeah, I'm ready for Angie to stop being invited on shit. Okay, are we ready for a Vanderpump? Yes. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We can't, we cannot leave this segment without talking about the bizarre Nike Air Jordan party for babies that Heather threw. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Angie did not hold up well on that either. Was it, okay, Angie was the one who got so drunk she forgot whose birthday it was the episode one, season one. Or is that Sarah? That's, That's Sarah. Sarah. Okay. This is Angie, the one who gets so drunk at a one-year-old's birthday party she cannot stand. This is Angie. A birthday party where they get shoes for one-year-olds that don't need them, who don't walk, that crawl. There's footage of a baby crawling in his Nike shoes. Anyway, I was just very thrown by the whole event. I had to Nike air that out. stop you guys (laughs) all right now that we've tied up all of salt lake city that that was one okay like a shoe yeah you know like all good puns if you explain it i'll tell you now all right vanderpump all right vanderpump um all of the intros into going into their houses are straight out of mtv next or like room raiders like, they have crazy camera angles. This is the first time I've noticed it. So sorry. I just had to put oh, it Oh, no. And they're all my neighbors. Isn't that fun? Oh, yeah. Every time, like, I'm out and about, I swear, like, there was one time during, like, quarantine where I was, like, taking a walk around, um, like, my neighborhood. And I was like, is that Kristen Doty? Like, I, like, see them around just because, like, I know that they live around me. Like, I'm always, like, thinking that I'm <gasps> catching, like, glimpses of them in their cars and stuff. It's, it's fun. In their natural habitat. Okay, I have a question. Is James cheating on Raquel because his level Absolutely of like not. crazy and then how sweet he is to Raquel like don't line up for me? No, he no, is not. No, I think he loves her. But you, but get, you know what I'm getting at, right? We were sold a bag of goods with Raquel. That bitch can make a speech. That was really good. She does a great yeah, job making a toast. That whole I can't make a toast was a setup, an expectation control setup for us to be razzled and dazzled by this toast. And she's just a performer and I'm never falling for her shenanigans again. Were you dazzled? I was. Mm. Were you razzled? I was razzled and I thought she's playing us all along. I had the same feeling. I was like, I've been tricked. Mm -hmm. But no, I think he loves her. He's just suspicious. I don't know. He's just so crazy and she's so quiet. He's Ah. just changed so much about himself for her. Like, we've watched the evolution of James. You know who I'm absolutely loving this season? Katie. Katie. She is is an open book. She is being so brave and so vulnerable to share all of that on TV and being so, like, honest about it. And it's not just her and Tom having conversations on the couch like we are watching them go through stuff. Mm -hmm. 
it's it's pretty intense and I know online that you know Katie has kind of been a fan favorite to hate on and people mm-hmm. are really backing mm-hmm. her up so I'm happy that she's getting the support guess that's what happens when you have a lot of focus on Schwartz and you see what a fucking loser he is you're gonna side with Katie mm-hmm. and then you just see how strong she is yeah how brave she is yeah. and then sharing her fertility and like her past yeah her past and all of that that's brave and also standing up to how shitty fucking tom schwartz mm-hmm. is but no tom mm-hmm. sandoval is mm-hmm. uh both i think both are true schwartz yeah, or they're bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um i have a question whose side are we on katie or tom sandoval's oh katie's i am too and ariana is also on katie's as I said last week, the true villain in this scenario is Schwartz. Schwartz is to blame for this entire thing, and the fact that they haven't addressed that is just the weird power Schwartz has. He's able to weasel his way out of like every situation that he creates. It's pretty him and his hammered head sperm. <laughs> it was interesting to watch him try to stand up to Tom Schwartz. Sandoval's yelling at Schwartz, you're just trying to, like, run over me. And Sandoval literally screaming, I'm not trying to, like, run over you. He looks crazy. And then Schwartz says, you're right, and then gives him a hug. Yes. And I get why he doesn't want Katie involved, but it's also her money, too. Well, now it's not her money. Yeah, I saw right through that. Oh, don't worry, I'll cover it Mm -hmm. now. Where, how is he getting all this money when he's buying $12,000 proposals willy-nilly? Julia, him and Ariana have that cocktail book. Classy as AF. But when it comes to like partners getting involved in stuff, Ariana's cocktail book was her idea initially, and Sandoval weaseled his way into that. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of hypocrisy going on here. I don't yes. trust him or his goatee. I could watch Lala defend Sheena Shea exclusively like that's all i really need <laughs> lala loves sheena this is all coming from that lala defends sheena shay to sheena, sheena shay from sheena shay herself lala is so protective of sheena she's a really good friend to sheena it's just unfortunate how like icky this situation is i think the guys at guys night are not getting how them protecting brock and like blaming it on lala being gossipy how that's gonna look it's going to look bad. Yeah. Until, I mean, but also, like, who knows, like, how much information they're going to get about the situation for a while. Mm-hmm. I can't believe he told, Brock told Lala that he has a domestic violence charge against him and that he's legally not allowed to see his kids. He was probably drunk. Because of that and back He pay. also told her that he hadn't been paying child support for four years. Yeah. He was drunk. I bet he was drunk when he said this. Sheena should be terrified. Mm-hmm. But Sheena has, like, her rose-colored glasses are just so thick. Yeah, I mean, Sheena should be getting her ducks in a row right now in case something should go badly. Yeah. I don't, I, it's really bothering me that Lala's being painted as the bad guy, and I know that she's, like... James defended her. Combative and everything. Yeah, and I'm happy that James is on her side, because that's mm-hmm. insane. Mm-hmm. And I get why Brock doesn't want to talk about it. Like, he's a shit, but I get why he doesn't want to have conversations about him being a shit. Mm-hmm. Also, he moved to America so he could provide a better life for his children that he's never contributed to financially at all. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And his goal is to be with his kids again who live in Australia, but Sheena lives in America. Mm-hmm. 
Well, there are two more seasons left. He could have two more kids with somebody else. (laughs) Spring and uh, fall coming our way. Want to hear what James's speech was before Raquel's speech? Everyone was like, that was a great speech, James. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and especially thank you, Tom Sandoval. That was his speech. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, are we ready for the best, the most beautiful, Winter House? Yes. Winter House. There we go. We got our intro. All right. Winter house. Um, Julia is the best Greek chorus we've had. Oh, yes. I do. I'm like, thank you. Um, yeah, I like her. Who knew? I was hating on her last episode. Do you know who hasn't warmed on me? Haha, <laughs> Winter house uh, at all is Gabby. Mm. Oh, she's doing I- nothing. She's got to do something. You know who else isn't warming to Gabby? Luke. Who, if she was naked fuck? and throwing herself on him, he wouldn't even notice. What is Luke's deal? The only thing that warms Luke up is a nice fire made by his own hands. Okay, Luke. And the igloo. When the igloo's finished, you can sit in the igloo and that'll be warm. When I was watching this, a thought occurred to me that, I don't know, you two can tell me if this is not true at all, but don't you think that, like, Luke, like, got in an accident, like, while woodworking or something, and that is why he's so just, like, pathologically, like, obsessed with doing outdoorsy things. Like, that's all he thinks about. He's just, like, programmed to only, like, do outdoor stuff and, like, build things. Do you think, like, I don't know, like, a log hit him on the head or something, <laughs> and now this is just, like, And now he's he part does. log? I have a theory about Luke, <laughs> yeah. and it's gonna be unpopular. Okay. I think that when no one's around, he doesn't do any of this shit. Oh, I don't think so either. But he does know how to do it, though, Julia. How do you learn how to... Do you just watch YouTube videos before he went and cut up an igloo? I think he does it with an audience. I think he has an audience around him a lot. And I think he does it for accolades. No, I think this is just what he does. I think this is what he does with his life. When he's not, of course, a hockey coach and making jewelry. I love watching him. And a model. On my screen, but I would hate Luke in real life. But Gabby. Eh. Gabby likes him. I'm fine with Gabby. Gabby's a hot commodity in this house. She's She's, cute. She has two men vying for her affection. I know. One is way better than the other. (laughs) The one who's not Luke, 10 out of 10. He's also not trying hard. Jason? He made an omelet. Okay, can we please talk about Austin? Yes. Okay. Madison. Austin thinks he's Andrea, but instead of bringing the girls coffee in bed, he says things like, Sierra! She comes back into the room. I just wanted to look at you again. And should we go check on our girls and tell them they're pretty? I'm back to hating Austin. Can you tell? But Elizabeth, it's working. It is somehow working miraculously. I know. They love him. On Sierra, the most beautiful person in the world, and on Hubs, I love Lindsay. What the fuck? The I have never had my heart broken on TV. Like the exchange between Austin and Lindsay. When Austin, they're both drunk, and he's like, "Oh, what if we were like just together, but we fucked other people?" And Lindsay takes that as, "Could I see a future with you?" Yes. Lindsay. Okay, I have a question for you guys. Why is Lindsay always friend zoned? I think with these Bravo guys, I think the fact that she's like older 
plays a lot into it. Mm-hmm. Sierra's like 23. Yeah. And she's going to get up in your face like somebody who's 30 because she is a person with 30 years of knowledge besides a baby 20-year-old. Mm-hmm. And considering that she had to come to the trip late because she was working, I would venture to say that Hub House might be a little more successful than Trop Hop. Yeah. Okay, so they're intimidated by her age and, like, her experiences. Also, I love her, but she's a lot. There is no video montage of Paige screaming at people. No. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, but Austin has friend-zoned people who were in love with him before. Because we saw in Southern Charm, he has his best friend, who's a woman. Who, when oh, we met yeah. her, we were all like, oh, she's yeah. in love with Austin. Yeah. But he mm-hmm. slept with Lindsay and then said, Oh, he slept with that other best friend too. Poor Lindsay. And Austin also said while drunk on New Year's that one of his New Year's goals was to date Lindsay. And he said this to Lindsay. So her thinking he wants to date her. Is because he said that. It's like, I get why she thought this was happening. Well, I'm sorry. I hate to say this, but Hannah from Summer House last season was kind of the same thing with Luke. Like, you told me that we have this amazing connection and that you don't feel like this with anybody else. How was I supposed to take that? Lindsay would hate you for comparing her to Hannah. I but know. it is very true. But it's you, an apt comparison. But the- and also, Hannah was dating someone. <laughs> <laughs> also that. But Austin, to his credit, was very upfront with Lindsay when she showed up and the worst thing went through my brain. What? And I thought, oh my God, this is so tragic. If Lindsay had just shown up on time, this whole thing with Sierra wouldn't have happened and she could have probably been with Austin. And then I thought, what the fuck am I thinking? If one day makes or breaks a relationship, this is nothing to root for or hope went differently. I do really like that about Sierra, though, that she sees like shenanigans and she's like, fuck that. And she walks the other way. Yes. So... I wonder what's going to happen. Will Lindsay back off? Or will Sierra get turned well, off? In the big preview of this season, who was the third woman that's in love with him? There are three. Is it Julia? Julia has a boyfriend. For now. No, no, for now. I also want to say, and Andrea, he is so mean to Paige. Yeah. He says that thing to her this episode where he goes, you need to smile more. And this is after an episode where he calls her a mean girl to her face. And she just loves it. Everything he says, she just loves him. Paige is the best flirter. Yeah, she's also a really good friend because she wanted to room with Sierra, but we all remember what Sierra's room liked to look like in her house. You do have to give it to Gabby, though. Gabby's been making her bed every day. Gabby yes. watched the show. Gabby did her homework. Yes. I like Gabby. I, for one. I just want her to do more. I know she can. Mm-hmm. All right. Awards. My award this week is an award that we have already given out on the pod, previously given by Julia. It is the Townhouse Candace Award. Of course, mm-hmm. named after Candace of Potomac, who is a messy lady in her townhouse, got into a house house, became less messy. But what happened in the end? She reverted back to her messy townhouse self. I give this award to Austin from Southern Charm slash Winter House, who was a messy bitch on Southern Charm. He came in episode one, fooled me, and is now back to being a messy bitch a mere episode two. So congratulations, Austin. 
Congratulations, Austin. You had me for a second. You had me for 46 minutes. Not anymore. All right, Alex, your award? My Jackson Maine Award, named after Bradley Cooper's character in A Star is Born, um, from the heavily memed scene where he says to Lady Gaga's character, I just wanted to take another look at you, goes to Southern Charm slash Winter House cast member Austin for pulling that same move on Sierra and it working arguably just as well as it did on Lady Gaga. So congrats, Austin. I would like to think I would cringe at that. Hopefully. Julia, no pressure, but we're ready for your award for Austin. (laughs) (laughs) My award is the Whitney Dropping the Cake Award. Whitney from Salt Lake City dropping the cake three times. I gift this award to Karen Huger, who was gifted a cake in which to sexually jump out of and titillize Ray. But I would like to venture to say she dropped that cake because Ray nor I were titillized. Came out of that cake like you were pulling your head through your turtleneck sweater. It wasn't pretty and it was not sexy and it required two minutes of fixing one's makeup and hair post-pop. She didn't pop out of the cake. She... Was no longer in the cake. <laughs> it's like there's no transition. And this is why cake pops became so popular. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. I forgive and forget, and sometimes that means I forget. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at likeuncoolpodcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.